Good day, good day, good day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Holistic Life podcast. Today is Tuesday, and we are excited to be back with you for another series. For those of you that are coming on, if you could type in the chat and to let me know that you can hear me, that everything is all clear. You can even let me know where you are coming in from. But we are excited to be with you for another Holistic Life podcast here on this wonderful uh, Tuesday, broadcasting live from the Columbus, Ohio region. I am Apostle Shelby Frederick, and today we are going to be um, delving into a topic um, called taboo topics in the church, taboo topics in the church. And it's just some things that are um, on my heart uh, just to share with us on today um, and maybe over the next couple of weeks. Um, I have a specific um, assignment uh, that the Lord has actually given me, and I want to be committed um, to that. Um, blessings to you, Pastor Tursa. So good to see you here. Grace and peace to you. Um, just some things that I have been just pressing in in this area of, of, of prayer. Um, as I continue to grow in my own walk, as I begin to um, and continue to uh, look at the whole discipleship process and just um, uh, understanding where I have been in my journey and some of the same things that you can see people falling um, along the same path. And so I just want to have a conversation with us on, on this morning to kind of start out and to lay a foundation. Now, the foundation of some of the things that I'm going to be talking about and really how this came out of was another time of, of, of teaching. And um, oftentimes we can um, we can make an assumption that people do certain things with a level of understanding and knowledge of the spiritual, uh, the spiritual realm and the spiritual implications. But that's not always the case, and so we cannot always assume that people have a, a knowledge of of some of the things uh, and activities that they are engaging in, which are some of the things that you even saw me mention in the uh, posting of this um, Holistic Life podcast. Good day, good day, good day to everyone. Um, so I, I want to really start at the foundation, even as I began to seek the Lord on, you know, where he wanted me to start, how he wanted me, me to do, because it's, it's never about condemning. Um, Jesus did not come to condemn, but the Holy Spirit inside of all of us does bring conviction. And so having an understanding of just our makeup, um, I, I believe, will really begin to help us to understand why we say not to engage in certain activities. And it's because of, of the, the implications that come from the spiritual realm. It's not the fact because, you know, I'm, I'm a PK, you know, grew up in the church. Um, dad's a pastor. Um, and so uh, sometimes you can feel like, well, you just don't want me to have fun. And, you know, as I have gotten older in raising my own children, 
who are 26 and soon to be 24, you know, I, I, I've had that same thing. So the same thing that I was telling my parents is the same thing that, you know, I had to, to come to that understanding of parenting my own children and giving them that understanding. It's not that we don't want you to have fun, but we have a greater understanding and a greater knowledge of what happens in the realm of the spirit when you begin to, to go down uh, different avenues when you begin to tap into different things. And then the next thing you know, we've got to pray uh, deliverance. We've got to take you through the deliverance process because now you have opened doors of your soul to the realm of the enemy. And you've given the enemy access uh, to places and not understanding who we are, not understanding the gates of our soul and, and, and how it is that uh, that we were created um, to, to function and, and how just just what this is really all about. And so I want to talk about talk about some things really by laying a foundation of truth, because I'm not here to debate you. Um, it's not about debating. You don't have to debate truth. You speak truth and then truth stands on its own. And so it's not about debating. It's never about going uh, tit for tat with people. I, I'm not here to do that, but I'm really here to bring forth and to shine forth the light of God's word. Because whatever it is that you believe in, whatever your belief system is, it is going to make an impact of not only on your behaviors, but on what you are going to have faith in. I heard Holy Spirit tell me that so clear on this morning that whatever it is you believe in, whatever your belief system is, that that is going to be the driver of what you are going to have faith in. And so anytime we begin to look to external things to bring peace and, and, and comfort and, and rest um, to our, our soul, which would be our mind, our will, and our emotions. When we begin to seek those things and when we begin to engage in those things outside of the spirit of God, then it opens up doors for the enemy. It opens up doors for um, perversion to come in. It could be a good thing, but can be perverted if it is accessed through the wrong spirit. And oftentimes, because we have not had these conversations, we've just only told people that you can't do this and, and you can't do that without any explanation of, of the reason why. We have not fully given them um, the, 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 the knowledge and the understanding to make a decision because everyone has a choice. Everyone has a decision that they have to make. But you want the decision that you make to be made from the place of, of truth, to be made from the place of understanding, to be made from the place that is going to lead you to liberty and freedom and not just a, a temporary feel good. And if we have not um, experienced anything during the, the past since uh, 2020, now leading up into 2022, we have uh, been a, a, a people 
where we have traversed this 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 um this pandemic uh places that we have not gone before things that we have not experienced and encountered before and so therefore um people are looking for 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 peace they are looking for comfort they are looking for things to to help alleviate the fear and the worry, the stress and the anxiety that they are feeling and that they are experiencing. But if you are not doing that from a place of understanding of, of who you are and who God has created you to be, and you are tapping in, into other, other, other avenues, then you're still not going to have peace at the end of the day. You're still not going to have that that relief from the, the worry and the anxiety and the stress that you are feeling. And so these are some of the things that I actually want to begin to talk about today. And I believe that this is the direction um, that I am sensing um, Holy Spirit really leading us to because we really don't have an understanding of our identity. We don't have an understanding of, of, of who we are, of, of who God created us to be. We did not evolve from apes. We were created by God. We were formed in his likeness and in his image. And so often a lot of things start from the place of identity. So that's the, the, the pathway that I, I really strongly feel the Lord really saying just to begin to bring truth to the identity. Because when you know who you are, when you know what your purpose is and your existence is, why, why God created you, and it's going to, it's going to open up the, the eyes of your understanding. And that, that is my prayer. And even before I go on, Father, I just thank you, Lord, just for this time of, of, of teaching, a time of, 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 of bringing knowledge and understanding, a time, Father God, where eyes may be open. I pray, Father God, that for those that are, are listening and now those that will watch the replay, that they come, Father God, with an open heart. That they don't come, Father God, with the heart to try to, to defend any activity, Lord. Um, that they may be engaged in, but that they truly come into this place and into this space, Father, knowing well that this is a safe space, a trusted space, a place where your presence is, and a place, Father God, where truth and liberty and freedom dwells. So may we come, Father God, with our, with our hearts open, with our hearts pliable to receive your word, O oh God. May our ears be open, Father, to hear you speak to our spirit man, Father, and what it is that you would like to deposit into us today, Father, that we may leave, Father God, this podcast, Lord, with a time, oh God, of, of going back and seeking you and allowing you to begin to speak to our own hearts in our private time, that, Father God, that you may bring um, revelation, that you may reveal your son, Jesus, to us in greater ways. We ask this in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. And so when we think about um, identity, um, throughout all of the ages, there are four questions that people always ask. 
they ask, who am I? Where is my place in life? What do I do with my life? And is there any meaning or any eternal value to my life? Each and every single one of us have been in this place. Who, 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 who am I? I remember going through the process of, 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 of understanding my own identity, of knowing that I was very different than those that were around me. And so it took me on a, it took me on a, a, a journey. It took me to a, a place of, of, of really seeking, seeking God. And when we look at these questions, they're not just questions that are in the natural, but these are literally spiritual questions. They are spiritual in nature and they can only be understood as it relates to our relationship to who God originally created us to be. When we go back and we look at the, the, the first Adam, so when we go back, to the book of Genesis. And when we see that Adam was created with great glory and with great honor, God created him. And so we're, 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 we're going to be talking about a God who is a multi-dimensional God. Multi, he's multi-dimensional. And y'all pray because I, I already know what's happening with, with my internet. I can, I, can, I can see it trying to buffer, but I'm going to press on and press into this word and release this word today. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so when we take a look at in, in, in Genesis and we look at the fall of man and we have an understanding that, that Adam was considered God's friend. Why? Because he fellowshiped with him. Adam fellowshiped with God, meaning that there was intimacy, meaning that there was relationship. And so when we take a look at God giving Adam dominion and authority over the garden and over the animals and over all of the works of his hand, that was talking about his, his position. So we, we, we look at identity. So God had identified Adam as a friend. And he identifies us the same way. He calls us friend. He also identified Adam by and gave him a position. And so Adam's position in the garden was that he would have dominion and authority over the garden, over all of the animals and over all of the works of his hands. So that was his position. And then he commanded Adam to be fruitful and to multiply, meaning that now he gave him purpose. He gave him purpose for why he created him and why he gave him that position. So there was purpose for the position in which God created him. And in that, Adam found great meaning great meaning and value in pleasing God. That was his significance. That, that gave him that significance. That gave him meaning to life. Aren't we all looking for significance? 
Aren't we all looking for, for our lives to have some type of meaning? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And it is from that place before the fall that he walked out his destiny in the fullness of his identity, in the fullness of his position, in the fullness of his purpose, and in the fullness of his significance. So true life and fulfillment can only be found in God. Let me say it again. True life and fulfillment can only be found in God. And it is in this place that brings God great glory. It brings some glory to see for him to know that we know who we are. It brings some glory for him to know that that where he has placed us and see in the new covenant. Now we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That brings him great glory because now we are in relationship. It brings him great glory. It brings some great glory when we are walking in the purpose in which he has created us to fulfill in the earth. It brings him great significance because in all of that tied together, we are now pleasing to him. So anything and everything that is found outside of this place does not please God. It does not bring him glory. Hmm. So one of the things that we have to realize is that the first Adam was created and he lived in the glory of God and he was fully alive in that place, fully alive in that place. Now, after the fall of Adam, that is where sin entered the picture. That is where Adam lost his true identity, his true purpose, his, his destiny, his, his significance. But with inside of him is a or was a faint remembrance of his original glory and his original relationship with God. And this is what the inner man, our inner man is in this very state right now. Man is crying out for the original state in which God created us but man does not know how to get to that place or how to satisfy that place. And so because when you don't know the, the original intent of a thing, you will only do what you feel is right to do, to try to satisfy that fulfillment and that need that you have. And so what I really want us to, to really begin to see today is that when the glory of man was lost in the garden, it can only be regained by being restored back to God. 
It's not going to come through any of the external things that we are engaging through. If you need peace, it's not going to come through drugs or alcohol. It's not going to come through sex. It's not going to come through, through, through gambling. It's not going to come through any of those things. If you are looking for uh, how to um, how to how to be um, expressive, how to to be fulfilled, you are not going to get that fulfillment outside of relationship with God. There is no need for you to engage in activities to try to attain something that you don't realize you already have it on the inside of you, but you don't know how to get it. And so these are some of the things that we are going to be teaching on as we begin to talk about these, ta these taboo topics that we have not necessarily talked about in church. We have to understand that there is a world system that we, that we live in. And, and if you don't have relationship with God, you are only going to look to the world system in order to satisfy your needs and get your questions answered. But let me ask you, how is that working for you? How is, how is that working for you? When you turn to the world system, is your life any better? If you turn to alcohol and drugs, is your life any better? This is something that that I that you know, and and, and I've shared this. I don't listen. I'm not going to get into um, whether or not it's a sin um, to drink. That's your own personal thing that you have to take that up with the Lord. But I know, as for me, as for me, after I had my daughter. I made up within my mind that I was not going to drink any more alcohol. That was that was a, a decision that that I that I made for myself. You see, I understood that I did not know when the next drink would be too much until I had already drank too much. And I'm pretty sure that that's how usually it works for everybody. Unless you have some type of self-control where you say that I'm only going to drink two drinks. So as for me, when I was engaging in drinking alcohol, I did not know when it would be too much until I had had too much. And then not only that, you have to live with the after effects of that. So now you have a hangover. So while it had made me feel good in that moment to bring me to a state of euphoria within my, within my, my inner man, where it was satisfying in an emotional need that I may have had in that very moment, now I had to deal with the after effects of something that still did not keep me in that place. Oh. It did not keep me in that place of euphoria. It did not keep me in that place of feel good. 
because then you would have to continue to drink in order to stay there. But then what about the side effects of that? What about the hangovers? What about the headaches? What about when you when you drink too much and now you're calling on Earl? Everybody know who Earl is. Those of you that have have or you're worshiping the porcelain bowl. So so at the end of the day, I began to think, well, is this really is this really all that fun? Because now you got to take Alka-Seltza, you know, you, you, you got to try to settle your stomach and, and just all of these things that, that, we, that we look to to bring us to a place of, of, of peace, of calm, relaxation, of having fun but then it doesn't last. I just want us to think today. I want us to think today. And so we are seeking answers to questions in activities that we participate in to satisfy inner longings that can only be satisfied in God. So the longings and the needs that I had could only be satisfied in God. So when you begin to look for identity, position, purpose, significance, when you look for those things outside of God, what does that look like? It looks like low self-esteem. It looks like confusion, no hope, codependency on the wrong people or on the wrong things, no fulfillment, no meaning of meaning to life, no power. We were created in an original glory, in original glory. And the answers that many people are looking for and what they are searching for can only be satisfied in relationship to God. So the foundation of when we talk about you know, taboo topics in the church and, and things that we may not, you know, um, openly uh, discuss. It becomes very important of our of our approach. And so one of my assignments specifically for today was to begin to lay a foundation of Jesus Christ. Lay that foundation out for God. Because at the end of the day, that is what we as humanity are longing for. This is what we are longing for. We are longing for this original state, this original state. And so we have to have to understand that 
when we talk about living a crucified life, a crucified life, even as believers, sometimes we only we only access or have a grasp of a of a portion. We don't have a full grasp because we have not fully crucified our life in Christ. We want to live a good life, but not the crucified life. And it's because we have not fully surrendered to God. And therefore, there are many people that are still in the body of Christ, that are still in our ministries, that sense that inner emptiness and continue to search for satisfaction. Why? Because you have not crucified your life. You have not crucified your flesh. So being good is not enough. If you have not died to yourself, if you have not died to your flesh, we have to be yielded to the process of transformation. There is a yielding to the process of transformation. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 12, which is my favorite, one of my favorites. Uh, it was my favorite so, 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 so much that I wrote a whole book <laughs> off of Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read this from the New King James Version. Romans 12 and 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we have to be yielded to the process of transformation. And oftentimes that's something that we just don't, we don't want to do. We don't want to yield. We still want to live on the the uh, on the side of the flesh, on the side of our, our our carnal nature. We don't want to let the spirit man come into full operation. Listen, we are tripartite beings, meaning that we are uh, we are spiritual. First, we are more spiritual than we are in this old flesh. So we are spirit. Man is a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. So there are three parts to us, spirit, soul, body. Man is a spirit. We are first spirit that has a soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions that lives in the body, which carry forth the expressions, which acts out or lives out the expressions, which acts out or lives out the behaviors which acts out or lives out what you truly believe, which acts out or lives out what you truly have faith in. My God, my God. So because we are not fully yielded uh, to the process of transformation, what happens is we still begin to search for meaning. We still begin to search for a meaning of, of, of life. 
You begin to attach yourselves to different people, uh, places, things that still <laughs> leads us to the place of being deceived and lured into accepting a counterfeit. So even as believers, if we have not fully crucified our life, if we have not crucified our flesh, we still begin to attach ourselves to things or attach ourselves to people and become deceived and become lured into accepting the counterfeit. My God, my God. And then we wonder why we begin to struggle. So we have bought into the same lie because we have not come into the place of, of walking through and letting go of the things which mean us no, no good, mean us no good. Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 13. Where's my time at? I got a little bit of time left. Matthew chapter 13. And we're going to look at verses 18 through 23. Matthew chapter 13, verses 18 through 23. And I am going to read this from the Christian Standard um, Bible. Matthew 13, let's go to verse 18. Now, this is the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. And it says, you then listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one sown along the path. And the one sown on rocky ground, this is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but is short-lived. When pressure or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now the one sown among the thorns, this is one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the seduction of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on good ground, this is the one who hears and understands the word who does bear fruit and yields some 100, some 60, some 30 times what was sown. And so when we're looking at this parable of the sower, 
most of the time, many people cannot, uh, many people struggle with their lives because they don't even believe the scripture, nor do they embrace the purpose of God. We have a whole Bible that was given to us for our learning, for instruction, for a guide. But yet and still, many believers will come and sit and hear a message, but yet not even believe the Bible. But they will put their faith and their trust and they begin to believe in other things that has no power to bring forth transformation or the manifestation of God in their lives. So you would rather put your faith and your trust in alcohol or in drugs or in sex or in money or in burning sage to clear out the atmosphere in your home, but yet and still, you don't even believe the Bible, which was left here for our instruction. So you don't believe the scriptures? You don't believe? <laughs> You don't believe the things that were taught that are being taught to you, but yet you still don't even embrace the purpose of God for your life. We have a lot of believers that simply only have a form of godliness, but no power, no power. No power, no power to stand, no power to sit, no power to, uh, to walk it out, just no power, empty. So you're longing for identity, you're longing for position, you're longing for purpose, you're longing for significance, yet, listen, you're not going to get it until you yield to the cross and until you begin to embrace the vision and the purpose that God has for your life. And so <laughs> living a crucified life is so very critical when you talk about understanding your identity and walking in the fullness of who God has called you to be in Christ, not in other people. Our identity is in Christ. And let me just say this, because I heard the Holy Spirit say it. Your identity is not even in your leader. 
Your identity is not even in your leader. The fullness of who you are is in Christ, in Christ alone. Let me say it another way. Pastor Pauline, you, 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 you already tracking with me in the spirit. I don't have to brand myself after another man to experience fullness of who Christ has called me to be. I don't have to brand myself after anything that is of this world to say that I am identified with Christ. We are treading on dangerous, dangerous, dangerous ground. And there are things that are going on in the body of Christ that God is not pleased with. Our brand is Jesus and Jesus alone. Understand me in the, the, the spirit in which I am speaking this. Anytime, I don't care what it is. If you put something that is in the place of Christ, if you put anything, whatever it is, if you put it in place of Christ, if you put it in place of, of God, you are treading on dangerous ground. We have to watch for idolatry even in the church. Even in the church, it can look good. It can sound good. But I'm telling you, there are some things that are going on that is not God. It's not God. Holy Spirit, it speaks for itself. <laughs> the presence of God speaks for itself. Christ in you, the hope of glory speaks for itself. So therefore, I don't have to take on things of this world to be identified with Christ. We have to repent. We have to repent. We are bringing people into systems <laughs> that are making them two times the son of hell. And that's in Matthew. Matthew 23, 15. Matthew 23, 15. It says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you cross land and sea to make one convert and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell you yourselves are. And then we wonder why people are struggling you wonder why, my God, they're struggling in their walk. God has called us to walk in the fullness of who he has created us to be. The fullness of who he has created us to be. Everything that we try to do to satisfy our needs that is outside of God, that is outside of Christ.
we're not walking in the fullness of our identity, our position, our purpose, and our significance in the earth. And so there is a war that is going on. It is the war of the flesh and the spirit. Who are you going to let win? What voice are you going to follow? It's about relationship. It's about relationship. We have to understand that our, our identity is defined in Christ. Our position is defined with Christ. Our purpose is defined as his specific will for my life. I and what I do have eternal significance and eternal rewards for appreciation of just being who God has called us to be. So this is, this is um, when we begin to understand what it is that God is truly um, speaking to us in this day and time. Um, when you get to the place of, of understanding what it means to have and to live a life worth that has meaning, and to have the desires of your life um, satisfied with meaning that we have to um, truly take a look at where we are and where we stand in our relationship with God. We have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. If I'm in relationship with you, I have a responsibility just like you have a responsibility to me. And we should surround ourselves with, with, with people who are, are not afraid to tell us the truth. And we should not be afraid to hear the truth because we don't always get it right. We don't always get it right. And we have, um, we have an, an obligation and so this is something that was really being um, pressed upon, upon my heart to have a conversation with those that I have relationship, with those that I consider you're my friend. And I know that it is not just for you, but it's for others because this is what God is saying. This is what God is speaking Thank you, success mom. This is what God is speaking. This is what, what he is saying. This is the heartbeat of God. And anytime we make a decision to follow after our flesh, that we are living in a lower dimension than who God created us to be and who God has called us and what he has called us to function and operate in, in the earth. We want to stay in the dimension of God where we are in his glory. And this is not about being deep. It's not about being spooky. It's not about any of that, but it is about a mindset, a mindset of understanding 
that you were created more for more than what you're living. And the only way that you are going to get that is if, if, if your relationship with God is in the place where he just desires, desires that. Mm. He desires that. He desires that same level of relationship that he had with the first Adam. And because of the second Adam, his son, Jesus Christ, he has reconciled us back to that place back to that position with him. So living life apart from God, living life apart from relationship with, 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 with God and with a relationship and fellowship with Jesus, that's not living. I would challenge you. You're not really living. I don't care how much you may have amassed in the world, all of the riches, all of the wealth, None of that will bring you to the place, the place of eternal being with God. And so I pray that um, in today's um, just laying this foundation on today about our identity, our position, our purpose and our significance would really allow us to evaluate our lives. Let the word shine the light upon your heart, upon your soul, upon your mind. Let the light of God's word see where you are in the transformation process. Are you looking to other things, people, places, and things to satisfy a need that can only be found in God? So this is the, the foundation. And yes, we're going to get into some of the other topics because we want to have understanding. We want to have knowledge in the reason why he told um, uh, the, the people of God not to engage in certain activities because what happens is it leads us away from him. If your life it's not has not been crucified, then those activities will lead you away from him. And he desires relationship with you, with us. So in my closing, you may um, be watching and you may have, um, may want to request prayer. Um, you can send it to, um, you can request prayer at peoplethatpray.org, peoplethatpray.org. Um, I'm going to just end this time, you know, this week with, um, with prayer. And so, Father, I just thank you, Lord, just for the release of your word on this morning. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that um, the word um, that was sown on today, that it has fallen on good ground. I pray, Father God, Lord, that we would even go back and, and read uh, Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the sower 
and allow your word to begin to minister to us in fresh new ways. Um, that that word would begin to measure different areas of our lives where we have not um, fully surrendered, where we have not fully crucified our flesh, where we have not come into that alignment with you, Father. And I even pray, Father God, for those, Lord, that, that may be hearing this and, and may not be saved. And that desire, Father God, to come into to relationship with you, Lord, that, that they would um, uh, allow you the opportunity, Lord, to extend that invitation to them, oh God, Lord, that because you are knocking on their hearts and you desire relationship with them, you desire for fellowship with them, you desire for them to live in the full expression of who you have created them to be, Father. I pray, Father God, for those, Lord, that are, that are disciplers, which we all should be, but that those, Lord, that are discipling others, Lord, that they would carry forth this message to them, oh God. Lord, that it would be light, that it would be encouragement to their souls, oh God, that it would help them to see that they are more and were more than they are now and that there is so much greater that you have for us, oh God. We bless you and we thank you, Father just for all that you have spoken. And we just honor you, oh God, um, until we come back into this time, until we come back into this place, oh God. Uh, we thank you, Father God, just for the washing of your word and for how you have spoken so um, intimately to all of us today. We honor you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you all. Thank you so much for spending this time uh, with me in the word on today. Again, if you have a prayer request um, um, or even if you have a topic, something that you would like for us to discuss, um, you can send that at peoplethatpray.org. Um, you can submit that there. Um, God bless you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your Tuesday. And we will see you back here on next Tuesday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Catch you on the airways. I'm Apostle Shelby Frederick. Have a fantabulous rest of your day. Bye-bye.